Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. I'm Leo Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much for uh, making your way here, checking out this episode uh, and this series. Uh, hopefully you like what uh, you hear enough to, uh, to hit the subscribe button. We put out brand new interviews three times a week, a brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world. Of course, you can find us at all the major podcast hotspots spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or YouTube, where you'll also find the video version of this interview as well. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today my guest, Tommy Lee, yes, Motley Crue, drummer, founding member. He is back with a brand new solo record called Andro. Now, now solo isn't exactly true because there is a whole lot of collaborations, but whereas Methods of Mayhem leads towards uh, the more, I guess, well-known and, and, and celebrated names, uh, these are mostly unknown names. He's really championing some underdogs and some 
some brand new artists. So I want to ask him why he chose that route. Uh, relating to hip-hop as a drummer, replacing, uh, the, I think this was originally supposed to be a Methods of Mayhem record. Uh, there's also a male-female separation. Male heavy on the first side, female on the flip. Uh, that goes back kind of playing into that word andro androgynous in the album title. But further on down that lane, they also cover Prince. So we're going to discuss how that all works together and covering the Purple One, what that was like, collaborating with folks like Mickey Avalon, and definitely the biggest name on this record, Post Malone. Uh, Post Malone had done a song called Tommy Lee, and Tommy Lee Hayes remixed it and added it as a bonus cut on this record. Uh, It's sort of with that, you know, when, when you've got big pop artists naming their songs after you, you are a pop culture icon. And I want to talk uh, to Tommy about what it's like being a persona like that, being called out by pop artists, as well as meeting fan expectations. When you're making a record like this, how does it speak to all those old Motley Crue fans? We'll hear about that and so much more. Let's get into it. It's Kyle Meredith with Tommy Lee. Hey, Kyle, what's up? Dang, you sound like a busy dude. You're doing this all the time. All the time, man. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. This is cool. I'm so excited to have you. First off, congratulations on this record with, with uh, Andrew. Uh, such a fun, powerful listen. I mean, this this is a great little, I won't say little project. This is a great, huge record that you've done. Congrats. Thank you so much, man. That's, that makes me really happy that you... Uh, that you enjoy it, man. I, everyone's digging it. I get extremely happy when people enjoy it, you know, because I certainly enjoyed making it. So I always hope that, you know, in return, people enjoy it as much as I did making it, like, because it was that fun. And, and to set it up, you know, so what you've done here, you, you've got a, a record with all of these different sounds, but you've tapped a lot of new artists to take the vocals on it. Uh, and yes. you, you've got a massive Rolodex. I mean, you could have called anybody famous that you wanted to. Why did you decide to go this route? Yeah, you know, and I've done that before with with the uh, Methods of Mayhem. I, I went down that route and went off my collaboration list of people I've always wanted to work with, which was super rad. Like, I love that. This time, you know, I've added people to the list of people that I would like to work with, people that I've been following. And I'm like, God, they're this person's amazing. I really love what they do. One day I'd like to do something with them and they get on the list. And so as, and a lot of them on the record, most of them are people you may or may not have heard of. And so in the process, when I'm writing and working on a, a record, I'll have a track, you know, about midway through and all of a sudden it'll be like, ding, ding. Oh, so-and-so would just murder this. And I'll reach out to them, send them what I've got. And, uh, you know, a few days later, we'll be either here collaborating on it or be doing the beauty of the internet, be doing vocals in some uh, studio in the UK via that process. So it's been a pretty wild experience. But yes, a lot of underdogs, people you may or may not have known. And I dig that because, you know, I feel like I'm getting to turn maybe some people onto something they haven't heard before or an artist that they're like, whoa, this is really cool. Well, yeah, they are cool. (laughs) (laughs) Which Which is awesome to have that kind of platform and to do that for artists. I mean, God knows there's so much competition and so much noise out there to try to break through it. So, so what are you looking for then? I mean, and, and maybe that's an unanswerable question because maybe it's one of those things when you when you hear it, you know it. But, but do you find that you're looking for certain qualities in these artists that you want to help? 
well, I'm not really looking for any certain qualities. It'll be something that attracts me. Like, it'll be like, oh my God, oh, her voice is, ah, oh, it's insane. You know, I get goosebumps and it's in, and, or it'll be like somebody like Kilvane who can rap insanely and has got this screamo thing or push push that South African firecracker style she's got like th these are people that i've heard you know in the last few years and i went mm, i gotta do something with them mm. i have to i'm usually attracted to you know to st stylistically something they've done or something they've sang or you know right like, yeah, I, there, there's a lot of, you know the especially the first uh huge chunk of the beginning of the record i mean there's a lot of hip-hop on here and that's something that you've been revolving in your world for a very long time i mean you mentioned methods of mayhem a, a little bit ago i i wonder you know for for the way hip-hop has changed through the years and for a lot of these artists to especially be a, a little bit younger have you noticed like what they're doing has does it still fit in the same way with how you work you know their styles have you had to you know, change the way you write a song to meet what they do or vice versa? No, because I think, um, well, hip hop, rap, whatever you want to call it, it's all beat driven, very beat driven. And probably I would just, I would assume that most of, most of that starts with beats and just because of the sheer simplicity. I mean, most hip hop is a big beat and maybe a instrument or two maybe a bass or a synth or or some weird horns or a sample or something but very simple so it's always beat driven and me being a drummer i'm not saying that's where i always start but when it comes to those you know those style of tracks it's pretty much inspired or or started by by me you know making a beat going oh yeah this is the shit you know and if if, if it's moving me chances are you know that's what I do. It's my my job. The chances are, if it's moving me, it's going to move you. <laughs> There's lots of that, that on makes, here. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I, I did want to ask, you know, there was going, there was a part maybe a couple years ago, I feel like I remember you teasing that there would be another Methods of Mayhem record. And I started to wonder, did this take the place of that? Did, did some of that end up in this record? Yes. You know what? I mean, because it's funny because I didn't really, I just had this big body of work that I, you know, that I've just kept working on and I thought it was going to be methods. Then it kind of wasn't. And I didn't really, I, I had no title, no nothing. It just hadn't come to me yet. And until I went to go, once the record was done, I went to go sequence the record. This is a, a fun story. I'll try to condense it a bit i went to go sequence the record meaning like okay i want this track to open next track this track mm, that track doesn't work let's try this one nah that key is weird with this key like i would i would got really frustrated trying to sequence the record nothing was really making me go that's it until until i separated the female energy and the male energy. And I literally, I, that was not planned. I just, it was just my last resort. I was like, maybe they're just meant to, to live on their own sides, like kind of like an old school LP, right? And the second I did that, dude, I was like, this is it. And hence the title Andro came, you know, and, you know, short for androgyny, half male, half female. And I was like, this is what it's this is what it's meant to be it completely organically happened i had nothing to do with it 
all by mistake. <laughs> I love when that happens. Right. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you said that because I figured that's where Andro did come from in androgyny. And, and, and that's, you know, a word that uh, in, in different ways, you know, is, is more a part of our world and our vernacular more than ever. Uh, you know, was that the only thing? I mean, was that because of just the male, uh, female separation? I mean, was there more to that, that that kind of crept in as you went along? No, I think it was just it was just me recognizing that there was two very distinct, different energies. And when I say distinct, different energies, I mean, I, I really just mean in in the in the feminine vocal energy, not song wise, because there's some hard female stuff like there's a there's a track called demon bitches that is fire like i mean that thing has got like i don't know man you want to dance around the room or break shit to it so it's so i'm not talking about energy on a high or low energy just just the fact that it's female and male it almost makes sense i i guess in that sense though that's when i you know when, when i started looking at all that and then you see that you've covered prince on here i mean we're talking about one of the greatest androgynous artists uh, of all time you know and and yeah. and covering when you were mine you know so so tell me the story there because again that just fits so perfectly into what you're saying <laughs> that's so cool that you notice and that you like it thank you and if you're gonna cover a prince song it better be badass True. so um with that being said i was talking to my buddy lucas who's singing on the track and he he actually uh, had this idea for when you were mine and I was like when you were mine I'm not I don't know because that song's like if the the original is super poppy like mm -hmm. and fast when you were mine and it's like I don't know dude it's I mean I, I love I love Prince but there's a million more other songs I would rather fuck with and and when he brought that up I was like so I just wasn't sure and he goes dude let's try slowing it down and I was like oh my god hold on a second we slowed it down and if you for some reason it got super dark and sexy and the lyric really jumps forward because you don't really pick up I don't think that the lyrics stand out when it's going by sort of in a fast poppy kind of way when it's slowed down I, I feel that shit mm -hmm. and it immediately was like that's this is it that's the version this is let's do it so that's where that happened was taking something and of course if you're gonna cut you know gonna cover something don't just do another version like fuck with it it, be, it instantly becomes one of those songs like you know, like the police with every breath you take or something where it's like those lyrics that you sang a million times and then you turn around and go, you know, I'm on fire. And you're like, oh man, this is way darker than I think I ever realized. Com completely. Yeah, that's what freaked me out. And I fell in love with, with, with it when it was slowed down and went, oh yes, this is, this is a must. Yeah. It's only too bad Prince isn't here to comment on it because he probably uh, would have. <laughs> oh man, I know. And, and trust me, he's, he was he was one of the one of the guys on my collaboration list of people that I would absolutely die to work with, and um, obviously that's not going to happen and, and and never happen. But whoa, that would have been fun. Yeah. Hey, yeah. dude, let's do let's do this song, but slowed down. I'll bet you he. I hope somewhere that he he hears this and 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 perhaps goes fuck. 
those guys did a better version than me. I want to hit a quickly hit a couple of the other tracks on here too, because yeah. um, uh, huge props to caviar and a paper plate. Uh, what I mean. This song is hot. This is this is you know if you gotta be like oh man that's the obvious single right. I mean this song is a big track right here. You got Mickey Avalon on it. Like yeah. where did this song come from? Um, I had the I had the track and again you know I'm sitting there and I'm like I just love I love Mickey. I, I've been a fan of his for for a while and um, I just I just wanted to work with him and and when the track was kicking around I was like this is. I bet I bet Mickey would smash this, and um, he came in and just and did just that. And I just I just love where where he took it, you know, uh, lyrically like caviar on a paper plate. It's it's so ghetto fabulous, like that it hurts. I mean, he, he I can't say enough great things about him. He really uh, he came in and delivered, and it, it's cool because I, I see a lot of his fans really love the track. They're like, you guys should do some more shit together. So. <laughs> That's cool, man. When it works, it works. Well, you, you get so many different sounds on here, and you know, and I'll, I'll just kind of touch on some of these. I mean, pretty cool. uh, showcases maybe the softest side of the record, and then you get uh, make it back. Where I mean, you're going full on pop, which is interesting. And in, in the two sides that you're talking about, because the album really does start, you know, abrasive. And by the end of it, I mean, you've got this huge dance celebration happening, you know, not even commenting on the, uh, the Post Malone remix yet. But by the time you make it to make it back, I mean, that's the thing that you're, you, you know, you, I imagine in the club and everybody's got their hands up and dancing around. That's one of those. And, and Julia from Playa, again, the first time I heard her voice, I was like, oh, my God, I would love to work with her. But thank you for noticing the the diversity man i i just love that you know i'm a fan of so many different styles of music everything but country i'm not a big fan of country music my dad ruined it for me he played it all the time in the car and i was like ah anyway thank you for for recognizing that and um yes there is i, I really feel like the record is is a, a really wide spectrum of of all the things that I love, that I love, um, j but just my version, you know, of it. And um, I, I don't know what else to say other than there, there really is something for everybody on the record. And I did start the record off with, with, uh, with Knock Me Down because being who I am and, 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 you know, the drummer from Motley Crue, you've got these people that, if they don't hear that right off the bat, they're not going to even give the rest of the record a chance. They'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? You know, and, and it's just something that I deal with and have dealt with since 2000, since I broke away from Motley to do Methods of Mayhem. I have just received nothing but like flack. And I just don't understand how people, you know, just don't let an artist be an artist and create and do whatever they're feeling, you know, um, and yeah still do motley that that's over there and like one oh this this you'll love this this is beautiful the post malone track the tommy lee track with mm -hmm. tyla um I, I remember and i and i don't do it i learned my lesson long ago i don't really read comments and uh my manager's like you should read some of the comments they're great and i was like okay and so i go to read a couple and and of course the First one I see is the most 
idiotic and reminded me why I don't read comments was like, oh, uh, this is cool, but it doesn't sound like Motley Crue. And I was like, dude, it's Post Malone and Tyla and me. There's no Motley Crue anywhere here. Like, who even says shit like that? And I was just like, that's why I don't read comments. (laughs) Where do they get this stuff? (laughs) It is interesting. And it's a bit like, you know, what you're talking about here being able to do all of these different things, being able to try different styles, being able to just do something that's not Motley Crue, but you get a song like the song Tommy Lee. Yes. You know, and I, I start thinking about, on one hand, you're you and you're just doing you and you're making this music that that comes to you, that inspires you, but you're also kind of synonymous in a pop culture sort of way. And a track like that sort of proves that. I mean, if it allows you to I don't know what I'm trying to say, like not be a character of yourself, but a, a, a persona, I guess, is what I'm getting at. I mean, does that allow, do you feel like that allows you the freedom to, to throw on, you know, thin white Duke, Ziggy Stardust every now and then and just be something bigger <laughs> than life? It is really, um, it's, it's even hard to explain. Like I'm honored to death that someone would even call a song Tommy Lee and then to, 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 to have a song be about you and, and coming from, from from guys that like fucking Post Malone is probably one of the biggest artists other than Billie Eilish and like he's like those are like extremely talented and successful artists and to get that back is I mean it's it's hard to even explain it's such a it feels so cool and it's like um it's like it's like you're in the club like you know they they've they've not only accepted you they're fucking honoring you and like it's it's hard to talk about myself like that sure and so so it's it's difficult i'm sorry but it's cool because it it really it, it just acknowledges that what i'm doing i'm on the right path like you know getting shout outs from a bunch of other hip hop artists and they my name pops up in a bunch of songs that just get I just I get a kick out of that I'm like that's fucking rad man you know it's weird even talking about it I don't know (laughs) you know there are so few artists who get to be culturally relevant in multiple decades and it's I mean since your career took off and you know I'll say in the 80s you've been culturally relevant in every single decade since then I mean that's that's a club right there that's a club it, it, it is, man. It's one of those. It, it's 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 a, a, a that's a small group and a small club of people that are still cool that are doing that. And I, I'm fucking just honored to be, a, a, you know, in it. And I don't even man, I, I'm, I get embarrassed. I don't even know what to say. I just, I'm going to start blushing. It's fine. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I got a horseshoe stuck in my butt. I'm, I'm, I'm a lucky motherfucker, I guess. I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Lee, congratulations again. Andrew, again, this is a powerful, fun record. Uh, I, I love following what you're doing every single time. So uh, thank you for continuing to do it and for taking the time to talk about it, too. That's so rad. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me, man. And um, and I, I really do appreciate your recognition for the record. I can tell that you've listened to it and that it's cool. And I appreciate interviews like this to actually talking about music <laughs> and not the dumb shit. Right, so anytime. Thank you, sir. Have a killer day. Be safe. All that good shit. (laughs) Awesome, man. Tommy, thank you so much. We'll see you around. Okay, pal.
Be All good. Right. My thanks to Tommy Lee. The brand new record is called Andro. Thanks to you as well, again, for checking out this episode. Uh, please, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews that we put out every single week. Three brand new interviews a week. Of course, you can subscribe at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or YouTube for the video versions. Just type in Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show at 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. Again, uh, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all of them at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you uh, like and follow along over there as well. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.